one thing I really want our audience to know. And contrary to what image we put out, we are both introverts. Okay. Like Anna did not, does not do social media. I didn't even have it. I like literally lived 40 years with zero, nothing, no Facebook, no, no, there's no trace of me on the internet. And so when we did this, it's really putting ourselves out of our comfort zone, um, which is the same as when you're a pediatrician, you do like our personalities as doctors, that's our doctor personality. But what's like our, what's our real personality is we prefer to be in bed. <laughs> we prefer to be at home. We're both home bodies. We don't like putting ourselves out there. Um, we definitely don't like our faces out there. You know, um, the podcast was seemed like a great idea because that was just our voices. It wasn't our faces. And somehow it turned into our faces all day, every day, all the time. Welcome to the Well Child Podcast, hosted by Dr. Sammy and Dr. Anna, two board-certified pediatricians and best friends known as the Pedi Pals. This is a safe space where parents, caretakers, guardians, and those interested in pediatric health can find accurate parenting and medical information to raise healthy and happy children. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and YouTube at the Pedi Pals, or visit our website at www.thepdpals.com. We are so grateful to have had a successful first season where we invited widely respected experts to discuss important topics. Here's to an even better season two just for you. Hello. Hi. Hi. Welcome to our listeners. And then if you're watching us on YouTube, welcome. Um, we've been trying to do this episode for a long time. This is a fun only. We're not talking about anything medical. We're just no serious talk at all. Gossiping and just being ourselves. So now you get to be a fly on the wall as Anna and I <laughs> say crap to each other <laughs> and giggle our way like we do through life. <laughs> but yeah. we were just talking about this, how we have actually not hung out just to hang out and you know, like we used to back in the day. Now it's either pity pals or we have to do this or we have to do that or COVID or yeah. So. I'm tired of adulting. This sucks. I want to hang much. out. I want to hang out and then not have to like take pictures for social media and not have to re- like, okay, let's put this You're on. telling me. Because <laughs> our, our viewers, our listeners don't know this, but she's the paparazzi that comes in. It's like, because I hate pictures. It's my fault. <laughs> I'm the paparazzi because we don't actually have pictures together or any like anything. And so oh, whenever we see each other, which is so rare, I'm like, yeah. we've got to document this. But I do, I do miss the good old days when it wasn't all business all the time and we could just I hang out and um, have fun. Well, this is the episode for that, is just for us to hang out and hopefully you know, gives us our, our, our people, our family that we've kind of created on social media. Now a little insight into us, our wacky selves. That's right. That's right. And we did put out on, um, I think our Instagram on the stories, we, we asked people if they had any questions. And so we do have some, some that we can go through if our conversation lulls at all. Yes. But so, so did you picture us being here when we started this whole thing? No, I didn't. I mean, I don't know what I thought. I knew like kind of the intention and the goal that we had set out, um, but I didn't really have a, a vision, but I just, it's, it's just an interesting ride. 
like we're just on it. And sometimes we don't have time. I feel just to like kind of soak it in, you know? I know. I know. I just, it just feels like maybe we, both of us are like that where we take on more on our plate than we have room for. And uh, I'm learning how to like balance that still learning. Well, let's give ourselves credit where credit's due. We both work full time. <laughs> like we literally, this is not our job. Our no. job is full-time pediatricians. Yeah. You have a wedding to plan. You have a life. You have uh, so many friends and family. I've got a husband and children, one of which is right out this door right now telling me I've been taking too long in here. <laughs> I don't know how you do it. With her face. She has given me so many over the last, because we've been doing business for the last couple hours and she has come behind this glass door like 7,000 times knock, and, knock. and like asked me stuff. So um, we have all this stuff. So PD Pass is literally a quote unquote hobby, which quickly turned into a job, which quickly turned into a company um, that we're just running on the side. And it's just, it's insane. It's crazy. We got, we got one of these questions, actually, this might be a good time to talk about it, but like, how does your family kind of handle all of this stuff that you do? They, you know, they kind of asked us, you know, you're such a busy mom and and wife and, and we're doctors and like everybody wants a piece of you. Right. And um, so I was just kind of curious, like, does, did you get any um, resistance in the beginning or now? I mean, I kind of know the answer to this, but I think the viewers might, <clears throat> might want a little insight. Well, I think one thing that is important for our viewers to know is that we talked about this a long time before we actually did it. So we toyed with the idea for a long time. We talked, you were with my husband. I was with your fiance. We talked the four of us about whether or not we're actually going to like make the jump. And so there was, a, and they encouraged it from the start. I guess you yeah. should, you know, cause we were yeah. like, there's so much misinformation. Like we have to have, there has to be a credible pediatric source. There are quite a few of them. We've since learned actually, but there has to be more um, yeah. credible pediatricians online. And um so we had toyed with the idea. So when we finally made the leap, there was no going back. So support was the only option available. <laughs> there, was, there was no room for criticism or anything like that. Um, but, you know, my husband um, is super supportive of it. Like this morning, I was like, I got podcasts to record. And so he's like, I got the kids, you know, go do your thing. Um, and my kids, I think there's a, there's a, love hate relationship with it. Yeah. Um, like, look, literally just what time you finish. <laughs> what it was just handed to me. Um, so there's definitely like, whenever I'm doing it, they're like, Oh, PD pal stuff, you know, um, there's a little bit of that, but then they look at the videos and then they comment and like them. And then, ah, uh, and then she wrote my Samira's best mom ever. So you guys are getting like, a <laughs> you have your own little fan club all over. What about yeah. you? Yeah. So I was, I felt like I was, <laughs> yeah, tell, let me tell you all the real stuff that happens behind the scenes. Okay. This is unfiltered. Okay. No, but actually when I first told my fiance about it and my mom, they were like, Oh, this is a no brainer. Like you're the best and you need to do this. And I was the one who was like, well, um, social media. And I don't know if I have time and, and like, you know, what all the, all the what ifs. Right. And so they were like, I think overwhelming support. And Sammy was one of them too, because you had kind of like this gung ho faith and you still do. And I'm kind of a little bit of like, well, what about this? And maybe I overanalyze it, you know? Um, but from the beginning, 
they were very supportive. And I think now as we've gone through this and we've realized all that entails, that all the stuff that comes with growth and how um, a lot of our time uh, goes through this. And we love it and we love to talk about this, but I think it eats into the time uh, of our of our loved ones too. So like your daughters kind of feel like, of course they're supportive and they love it. But they're like, hey, hey, what about me? <laughs> what about me? And tell me about your mom, because I love your mom. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. And my mom thinks that we do too much. And so she's just like, are they going to get sick of you? Like, do you have <laughs> her biggest thing, which I don't know if this is a compliment or not, but she's just like, I'm getting sick of you. Like I just went to her house the other day and she was like, she was like, now everywhere I look, I turn on my YouTube, like you're there. And it was supposed to be like a compliment, like, whoa, like, you know, you're on YouTube. And I'm like, well, mom, actually, I've signed you in. And I've showed you. That's why you're getting all of my videos over. It's not like a magic thing that the universe, you know, that we're the most popular thing on YouTube. But but her main concern is like, you know, are they going to get sick of you? And this is brut- brutal honesty by an immigrant mother, you know, who's just like, I think you're doing too much sometimes. And I'm like, it's fine. It's fine. Tone it down a tad. What does your mom say? Because your mom always cracks me up. Uh, my parents, I, beca- I think because they don't live with me or like in the same country, they don't like they are not as aware of how much I you're do. not getting the commentary on like or as much of a regular. yeah but I will say this one thing um I remember they're both very quick to give feedback like if I were to say yeah. could you look at this YouTube episode like that's you guys think some of y'all are our worst critics Nuh-uh. you got nothing on <laughs> brown moms okay so like I if my hair wasn't right or if I said um too much or if I anything okay if I sounded dumb my parents will let me know um but I think one thing I really want our audience to know and contrary to what image we put out we are both introverts okay like Anna did not does not do social media I didn't even have it I like literally lived 40 years with zero nothing no Facebook no no there's no trace of me on the internet and so when we did this it's really putting ourselves out of our comfort zone um which is the same as when you're a pediatrician, you do like our personalities as doctors, that's our doctor personality. But what's like our, what's our real personality is we prefer to be in bed. <laughs> we prefer to be at home. We're both homebodies. We don't like putting ourselves out there. Um, we definitely don't like our faces out there. You know, um, the podcast was seemed like a great idea because that was just our voices. It wasn't our faces. And somehow it turned into our faces all day, every day, all the time. So, yeah. And it's like, uh, I guess the difference between, cause we seem very social and we like, you know, we like people, but not all the time. You know, <laughs> We like to be, we're, we do fine in social situations because that's our job. We're meant to fool people, right? <laughs> that we haven't, Yeah, we have it together. And, you know, we're doing it. And, you know, we for the most part, but um, the way we energize is like, when I come home, I'm talking constantly, that I just want to not talk. And my poor fiance is like, well, hi, like, (laughs) I'm here. And so sometimes, you know, you need that, like, to re-energize. And I think that's the difference with the introverts, because 
everyone is always like, how are you an introvert? You're not an introvert. <laughs> it's like, well, I kind of need that alone time to re-energize, but yes. And then, and then that also trickles into our friendship because we're both like that. Yeah. And, and we understand that we're both like that, but there will be like five days where we literally go without saying anything to each other. And then one of us would just text hi, <laughs> but it's because we know that we've been doing all this stuff with work and then all this stuff with PD pals. And then our families are like, me, 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 me. Yeah. And yeah. we're like, oh, hey, I still know you exist. <laughs> and Sammy, you know, gets jealous. She's like, hey, what are you doing? Are you hanging out with other friends? And now I get jealous too. I'm like, which friends do you have to see? <laughs> Who yeah. are these other friends? Which, Very you know, I did notice that in the other episode that you just had, <laughs> you called me your best work friend. And I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and I was like, excuse me. <laughs> what kind of technicality was that? <laughs> yeah. We're dividing up friends now. <laughs> you know why? It's so funny. <laughs> because my best friends from Canada have had such a hard time with us saying uh, best friends on social media that they literally like, they're like, who, Anna? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You mean your best friend that's only known you for like 10 years? <laughs> yeah, what about us? You have the same. I do, I do. High school uh, friends that are all yeah. like, whatever. Sammy yeah. takes the back burner to uh, us. Yeah, they were like, oh, you know, what are you doing? PD Pals stuff. And I'm like, just relax. Yeah, exactly. it's true. I'll just like literally show up at your house. <laughs> and they're like, are you going to make time for us, Annabelle? <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's true. But, you know, it's all part of it. It's nice to, you know, when we don't have these people like, you know, vying for attention, then we're like, you know, it's nice. Where are you? Yeah, yeah where are you? So yeah. yeah, so maybe we should talk about like our like what should we talk about? What other questions do we get? Um, I will I will redo one. One thing I wanted to talk about was did you see at the beginning of this, did you see that like did you predict that our most popular platform would be freaking TikTok of all? <laughs> Negative. I thought I would never, you know, never say never. You know, that's one of those that's a real saying. I was like, I will never get on TikTok. You know, I was like, never, ever. And then I think one of our, was it our interns that were like, oh, we've done these videos or like, we should, we should put them on TikTok, you know? And now it's opened up this thing where people are actually the only way to get real information to people is to be on TikTok, I feel like. It has really opened my eyes because I genuinely thought it was an app that 12 to 17 year olds go on and dance. I had no idea that there was like communities in TikTok. Like there's like food blown up and dog talk and cat talk and mental health talk. And I had no clue. I had no clue that they had all these little communities. And so I I was totally judgy of the whole thing. And now I'm like totally addicted. It's awful. (laughs) Yeah, I know you are. I I kind of have still like my issues with like the scrolling because I feel like that is become the generational thing. And I struggle with that because 
And I know you do too, is like when we say something, we're like, but but there's like more to it, you know? And just because we say a statement doesn't mean it's like an all-encompassing statement. So like my thing about TikTok is like the scrolling. And if it like doesn't catch your attention, um, you know, and if it's not like, it's not valid or it's not like, you know, given, but I think people are getting smarter and they're looking for information. So I think the people that want information are seeking it, you know, but um, that's sure a huge opportunity for education there. However, um, the scrolling thing is big because we struggle with that too. We could, we have a million videos where we explain something educationally to people. It's like one view. Nothing. If we do it flashy, um, like, you know, with a, with a song in the background and it's like a seven second video, then we get so many views, half of which are condemning us for not educating. (laughs) Then we're like, but we tried, (laughs) we tried to give you this very, you know, nuanced picture of this whole thing, but you know, you want the five seconds. Yes. And you want the five seconds. Exactly. So, yeah, this is um, I've got this is a good question. Someone sent us on Instagram. So we went on Instagram and asked our audience to send us some questions. Um, Pet peeves. Oh, where do I start? (laughs) I mean, one of mine is like if it's an area, this is so random, but if and this is maybe pre-COVID or post-COVID even more. But if you're in like an area, like say a restaurant. Um, and it's completely empty and someone plops themselves right next to you. Don't like it. Space <laughs> out, man. Invading out. your box of space. Yeah. No, I think to me, um, what, what pet peeve is that how everyone thinks that they're an expert on stuff now, like for me, and I don't even think like, I know that I have a certain level of expertise, but I'm even questioning everything that I do, you know, because there's just so much information. There's so much to learn. And so my pet peeve is when people come at things and and it's like a place of judgment. And it's like, you know, like a blanket statement, but like you, you know, and everyone's the expert, you know, you have, um, you know, a child and you're, you know, a parenting expert, you know, you're not like, you, you know what I mean? And so I love that analogy that you always do. Like if you're, if you have a problem with your car, you know, you own a car that doesn't mean you're an expert yeah. in the car, you know? So I think the car does not make you an automotive expert. Yeah. It doesn't. And so I think because we have so much information accessible to us that now we all feel like we are the expert when there's so much that experts have to go through. So you can take that analogy slightly further, right? You own a car, you might be an expert in your car because right. you're the one that's driving the car, but you are still not an automotive expert. So I want to give the outlet real quick as an example there, um, because it keeps just keeps coming up. People are like, well, it worked for me. Great. However, the question that is asked of us on the internet is not, is this yeah. outlet appropriate for Joan Miller? Um, The question is, is the outlet appropriate for the general public? And you have to have a certain level of education and experience in treating the general public to make statements. Plus, you have to know evidence-based information. And so that's where we come. And then people feel triggered by this. And that's. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think that's also their like insecurities of not knowing. Right. So uh, uh, it's like people want a general statement 
but they're not interested in knowing that, you know, it could, it could be helpful for some people, but not for others. Right. And so it's like, they want a standard, but then when we give them a standard answer, it's like, no, well, I used it and it worked, you know, it's, it's tricky. It's very tricky. It's so tricky. Okay. So that was one question that was asked of us pet peeves. Another one. Tell us the funny story of the two of you. Oh my goodness. Where do I start? (laughs) Where do we start? Um, Our first night of call. I was just going to say that one is my most memorable, I think. Yeah. So we, for all the people that haven't heard our initial story, um, we went to residency together. Sammy was my chief resident, my upper level resident. And I was a little intern and, um, I came in and it was like my first night shift in the hospital. Right. And so, um, at that time we didn't have our attending physicians, like, you know, in the same room, right. We would have to call them if something was going on and they would have to come. And so, it was just like us. <laughs> so we grew that bond really quickly because I was like, Hey, I, we, we need to like, you know, get on the same page. Um, but we didn't even have to do that. Like instantly we started joking. We started like coming up with so many connections. We watched uh, Russell Peter, who's a comedian who is Indian and Canadian, which I'm Indian. She's Canadian. And so I was like, you've got to watch this. And so we watched, um, And then like the two minutes that we had, I feel like that night was crazy, but we watched like a clip of the video and like, we instantly were like, I get you, you get me, we get each other. (laughs) It was like, it felt like that. And then all hell broke loose that night. Like, um, we had like multiple patients that were crashing. It was like in the middle of winter, right? It was like in winter and there was RSV season and it was flu. And we had several kids that needed a lot of respiratory care. And we were like yelling at each other from the hallway saying, Hey, you got that one. You know, I got this one. And we were just doing what we could. Awful. Actually, now that I think about it, I know usually your first night for her, for you, you need to be with your upper level. And, um, like the whole goal is like you shadow me and then I give you a little bit of independence. Cause you literally just started calling yourself doctor. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and then I give you a little independence and I teach you a whole lot. And yeah. that night we were over full on the floor. They were coming in from every angle, but then yeah. kids needed multiple, like there were different kids in different floors and different areas that needed care at the same time. Um, and so I had to be like, and thank God you were a superstar, but I had to be like, you need to go handle this guy. And this is what I would do and call me. We had those little phone things. <laughs> yeah. God, I hated those. Um, and we would just call each other from different rooms and like, okay, now you need to do this and this and okay, now this and blah, blah, blah. And so that's, that's how it ended up being. And you did so good. But then halfway through the night, there was a um, nursing error that was, that was done. And it was awful. This kid got like 10 times the amount of medicine that they should have gotten. And we had to fumble our way through that and just, Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was no better, no better teacher than being thrown in the moment, right? Like that was the best thing. And this is just like, it's a, it's a great analogy for life because we feel like that, right? Like 10,000 things coming at us and we're like having to survive. But if you have the right people around you, the people that you can laugh with, the people that, you know, you can rely on when you need it, then it goes, it goes much smoother. You know, we actually think of that night 
as like a positive fun, even though we were yeah. in that thing. Like I remember, like, this is the funny thing about residency. I remember as like my hardest, but my most fun, like satisfying times because I learned so much, but like it was testing every bit of me. Right. But it still feels like a positive, even though there was a lot of stressful situations happening, you know? And so, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we laugh about everything, I think. And then that's another major, um, like, uh, indicator. Oh, coping mechanism. That's great. (laughs) You and I laugh in inappropriate situations, which probably isn't the best thing to say on this podcast, but if there is a stressful work situation, um, our partner always gets so mad and yeah. then, you know, everyone around us gets flustered and something will happen. And then you and I just look at each other. Like, yeah, like, we, <laughs> we should not make my contact. We should not. We should not. And there were times in residency mm-hmm. at lectures, right. Where mm-hmm. it was the worst. Like we laughed at the word gas. I don't even know what that's all about, but we were in a lecture and of course attendings are not like they don't like, you know, encourage laughter during a medical conference. And so something about the word gas got us like, and like, we were like doing like this and like crying and like trying not to draw attention to ourselves. And that's just, that's the way we are apparently. It might be a little bit of a juvenile coping mechanism, (laughs) but it, it works for us because, um, you know, at that situation, sometimes you can't do anything. And sometimes having a friend that you can turn to and laugh with has saved me many times when my head was about to burst. And I was like, okay, like, this is not the worst thing that can happen. It'll be fine. You know, but we find, we find logic and truth comical. Like, again, I just keep thinking about the dynamic of us at work where something outrageous will happen. Like, for example, I'm just going to like throw it out there. Like, let's just say this has not happened. This is a hypothetical scenario. Let's say the entire office calls in sick. And then it would be like me, you, and Shayna. It's never happened before right. where we didn't And then Shayna is always the one that has the appropriate reaction. She'll look at us and she'll go, well, we can't. What? Yeah, we can't work without staff. And then cue you and me bursting out laughing. <laughs> Of course, this would happen to us, right? What else would happen? In we this cannot situation? work without staff. <laughs> it's only a pandemic and uh, we have 80 patients in the waiting room and no staff. Like, why wouldn't this happen? <laughs> right, right. Or like, yeah, exactly. Beginning of a pandemic, deadly virus turning its way to you. Why would we need PPE? <laughs> It's just, you know, it's extra. It's fine. And we don't need it. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, seriously, we definitely went through a lot in the pandemic. But if we didn't laugh through some of those days, man, I would have a few ulcers. I would definitely have a few ulcers. So find yourself a BFF. That's that you can laugh with. Yeah. All right. Well, who understands your inappropriate humor? Yes. Right. Because if they don't, then it really doesn't go anywhere. Yeah. (laughs) Which there is somebody right now with me that every time I make a joke, they're like, and then I'm like, oh, geez. Okay. I'll just keep that one to myself. (laughs) Um, uh, Okay. 
So that was our favorite story, favorite intern. We can't answer that. No, like your children, you can't answer that question ever. We love all of our interns and they're so, so awesome. And man, that was the most brilliant idea you've ever had, honestly. I do want to say though, you, you said this a bunch to our, our interns are such like amazing women. And I just want to say like, wherever you do in your life, like um, building up the people that are, you know, in their training below you is there's nothing more satisfying and giving them a platform, giving them support in whatever way we can, you know, um, we love our interns. That's true. Absolutely. Okay. And then we're getting to the end of the questions, but they're like favorites. So favorite, uh, oh, are you a coffee or tea person? Tea. I like coffee. I like the the flavors of coffee, but I always, I always laugh. I like milk and sugar with a little coffee. And so because I don't want to be having a bunch of sugar, I um, opt for tea mostly. I'm a both. I have to have coffee in the morning. I can't have tea in the morning. It doesn't work. And then if I want one the rest of the day, I love a good tea. I love every kind of tea. I think that's you do Iranian Indian in us. Um, I don't know okay. how I got through med school without coffee. Honestly, I don't know. I don't know either. You're it was hard. Pretty amazing. Uh, okay. Favorite skin item. Oh, skin item. I, so I'm a minimalist when it comes to that, just because like, I feel like I'm not an expert in skin. And so like, and I never, I like, I'm like, oh no, what do I get? What do I use? Like, and so then I just don't buy anything, but I like the Renava products actually, which is this company that did. Yeah. You kind of got me started on them. Um, but they are, uh, they use like Indian, um, uh, ingredients. I think they use a lot of like turmeric and Jasmine and things like that. So I like the way they feel on my skin. So I like their products. Is it Ranavat or Ranavat? I pronounce it Ranavat. I think that might be the, the, it's her last name, but anyway, yeah, I love her products too. Um, I would say my favorite skincare product at this point is retinol because that's what happens in your forties. Yeah. You need a good face facial moisturizer. I feel like you do Uh, favorite hair item. Oh God. Um, I actually, mine is the Dyson air wrap. I made my boyfriend get you one. You did. You did. That is, it's a great, it's a great product. It's actually great. But I actually just like um, the, so this is going to be, my mom will be happy with this answer, but I'm going to say the Indian hair oils my mom uses um, because they do make my hair shine. And so she's going to love this, even though though sometimes I tell her I'm using it, I'm not, but yeah. That was such a begrudging. (laughs) They do make your hair shine, mom. (laughs) It's a lot of work because then it makes your hair all oily. You got to leave it in and then wash it. And it's a whole thing. But yeah, like, yeah. I love it. And I love that you share that occasionally on our platform. I think you should do more of that. I love the Indian rituals. And um, that's such a big part of who you are. And we love that stuff. So by the way, I just want you to know your entire wedding will be documented. Oh gosh. Okay. Oh yeah. Prepare yourself, honey. 
Oh, no. On TikTok, on Instagram, it's going to be to remove your invitation. <laughs> I will be there with my phone. She's going to she's going to disguise herself as cousin Samira and <laughs> and she's going to make it in there somehow. Yeah. No, I want you front and center and I'm going to make you do so many things that you will forget to record. What can I do? That's so exciting. Yeah, you're going to be a part of all of it. It'll be so good. What does that mean? Yeah, you'll find out. You'll have tasks. Don't worry. This feels like a setup. You're going to be like, Sammy, could you go to the store? <laughs> no, no, no. This is going to involve a lot of costume changes and, you know, just fun stuff. Oh, my like, God. I've always wanted to wear. I know. What do you call them? I'm, I'm so like. There's different ones. There's saris. There's langas. Yes. Just... I've always wanted this. <laughs> Gowns. There's dresses. There's the whole industry, right? I'm telling you, I was from India in my last life. If we if we didn't have a pandemic, I would take you with me and we could go shopping in India because it's a whole other experience. But there's a pandemic, so it's a bit hard. But my mom is very sad about this. She's very sad that we cannot go shopping. So we'll I didn't see. even know that was an option. And now you plugged it into my head. <laughs> no, we'll shop. We'll shop here. Don't worry. Cool. cool. Okay, we don't have to plan my wedding right now. We can move on. No, yes, we do. It's going to be so great. No, no ideas on venue. As, well, you don't have to obviously tell the social media world, but are we thinking local or not local? Well, it'll probably be close to home. And yeah, it'll probably be close to home. I think the biggest thing about Indian weddings, I guess maybe I should share this, is that um, I guess in the West, we see that it's a lot about the couple, which it should be. <laughs> but with our culture, it's less about the couple and more about the families, which I also love that part of it because we grew up going to weddings and they were like big reunions. And, you know, you don't really go to an Indian wedding and you, you know, you don't, you, I ha haven't found too many Indian weddings that don't have kids and like everyone's uncles and aunts and families. And so sometimes it gets very excessive and expensive for practicality purposes, but just the feeling of having everyone there is really nice. And it's kind of like several days. Um, and so we try our best to, to, you know, do it within what meets our needs and, and, you know, what we can afford and all of that. But the concept of it, I think involves everybody, which I think is, is what makes it memorable, you know? So hopefully we'll do something that can make everyone happy. Maybe not everyone, but. Well, I, I, I mean, I don't know what to say other than I'm just so excited and I'm sorry that it's like such a big thing for you. And I'm, and like, if there's anything I could do to help, please let me know because I would love to just delegate anything you want to me, but also like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm sending you a binder tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> do it. Just kidding. Um, I'm very excited. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, favorite season. Oh, that's a good one. I love the fall. I love the fall because it's around the time, like we just had Diwali that happened. And so it's always around Diwali. And then it goes into the whole holiday season of all the holidays come through after. And so I love that season of the cool, not really in Houston Same. though. Same. Um, although if you're in the North, the fall's even better with the changing leaves and stuff. I Down know. here, we just get really good weather. Really we good. We do. Weather. We do. 
Um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think there's one more and then we can wrap it up soon. Um, favorite holiday item? Item? Oh, gosh. I'm going to say, because um, we just had Diwali, it's always been my favorite holiday, but we light dias, which are like little lights, candles that we light around the whole house. And so um, you'll see a lot of, you might see this in your neighborhood where you'll see the Indians, they put their Christmas lights up like, you know, in October or November, and then they just leave it, you know? So they put it up before everyone is usually because Diwali usually is before Thanksgiving and Christmas. And so I love the little dias because they're really decorative and fun and you can put them all around the house. And so, yeah. That's great. I would say my favorite holiday is probably Halloween because I just love when we all get dressed oh, yeah. up and it's a great day. But what was the item? What was the item? Costumes. Yeah. Costumes. Okay. I got That's a tough one. But uh, but yeah, okay. See, we we just talked about nothing and everything for a few like 20, 30 minutes. So done. Another <laughs> I love it. episode in the wrap. <laughs> And if you enjoy our babbling back and forth and our giggles, um, please let us know. And we'll share all kinds of things about ourselves. We do this all day, every day. So this is so much easier than actually preparing a topic for you. Uh, But I don't think that's also necessary. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. (laughs) Bye-bye. You're tuned in to the Wild Child Podcast brought to you by the PD Pals. The PD Pals is our passion project and not-for-profit company where we aim to educate and empower parents and guardians and offer you accessible health tips. Our mission is to also support future female doctors. We currently have interns on our team who are all at different parts of their medical school journey. If you'd like to support our mission and help with our podcasting costs, you can donate to our Venmo at the PD Pals or our Zelle, which is hello at thepdpals.com. We greatly appreciate our audience's support. You can also support our interns on Venmo at interns-pdpals. The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of any other agency, hospital, organization, employer, or company. Assumptions made in the analysis are not reflective of the position of any entity other than the participants. The participants are critically thinking human beings. Therefore, these views are always subject to change, revision, reconsideration, and recalculation at any time. This podcast collaboration makes no warranties or representations as to accuracy, completeness, correctness, suitability, or validity of any information, communication, exchange, and the participants will not be liable for any errors, omissions, or delays in this information, or any losses, injuries, or damages arising from its broadcast dissemination or use. All information is provided on an as-is basis. It is the communication recipient's responsibility to verify any fact.